Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Betsy with Betsy Way of Life. Um, today is Sunday, April 19th, and today just seems like a good day to talk about Hashimoto's, um, the autoimmune disease that's directly related with hypothyroidism. I was officially diagnosed with it in August of 2015. No, I'm sorry. August of 2015 is when I got a new doctor. I was officially diagnosed with Hashimoto's in October of 2015. The way that I was diagnosed was I had switched to a different endocrinologist. And when I switched, she started fresh. So she gave me blood work. She felt my thyroid. She sent me for an ultrasound. And she did the um, cortisol antibodies test that uses your saliva. The one where you have to um, wake up. Well, for me, you have to wake up at 11 o'clock. Or at least sometime in the middle of the night when you're not stressed. And swish this cotton swab around in your mouth. And then spit it back into this little vial and return it to the lab. So, um at that point in my life, I was sleeping more than I was awake. So for sure, I set an alarm and I did that. Um, she also started testing my T3, T4. Up until that point, I was just getting my TSH tested. Um, I should remind you that everything that I discuss is just what my trials and tribulations have led me to. I'm not a professional. I don't have any degrees in thyroid medication or anything. It's literally all of my own research and the struggles that I've been through and the positive outcomes, I guess, because at this point, and I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Um, and I've been on thyroid medication since 2008 that I can remember was when I first was diagnosed. So, um, so getting back to Hashimoto's and what it means to me and how I've found a way out, so to speak. So my Hashimoto's, I didn't know anything about it, right? So I didn't realize that most likely I had Hashimoto's first and the hypothyroid came second. I thought it was hypothyroid first, Hashimoto's second. But they definitely work together. Um, everybody always asks if it's a family thing. I don't know. My parents were never tested for Hashimoto's. They've never had thyroid ultrasounds. They've never done the saliva test. They just, I believe, they've only ever tested their TSH, not even their T3, T4. Um, my husband, actually, I told him because he's always kind of fatigued and had similar symptoms to me. I've had him have his thyroid checked, and he's been told that his T3, T4 won't be checked unless his TSH is off. So um, I don't know if that's an insurance thing. I don't know if that is a doctor thing or how that works. But I was fortunate enough to find a doctor who did T3, T4 and also did the saliva test and the ultrasound. So when we did the ultrasound, it came back abnormal. I had a couple of nodules. And at the time, the nodules were larger than whatever the acceptable nodule size is. So they ordered a biopsy, and I did that in November of 2015. So as soon as I heard the word Hashimoto's, I was on Amazon and trying to find anything I could find that I could read. I'm a reader. I'm not a Googler. I am a reader. 
If I can find a book about it, I'm going to read a book. If I have to Google it, I don't want to know because there's too much out there of just exactly what I'm doing, right? It's what worked for me or what didn't work for me. And I could write a blog about it or I could vlog about it or I could do a podcast. So at that point, I mean, yeah, I'm eventually going to write a book too. But how do you know what to believe and what not to believe, right? At this point now, I have somebody that I, in air quotes, call my Google. If I have a question, I go to him. Um, but that's because he's an expert in a lot of different things, especially when it comes to nutrition and um, everything that I'm going through. So I found this book, and today I actually remembered to bring the book into my room with me, and it is called The Root Cause, and it's by Isabella Wentz. She's, it says D, and then she's got F-A-S-C-P after it. Um, I'm not really sure what those letters mean, but... She, um, Isabella, actually went through Hashimoto's too and became a pharmacist to fight. So ironically enough, I ordered this book in October, November 2015, and my bookmark stops at page 174. And there are um, a shit ton of pages, right? So there are 300 and 300 and a lot. So it looks like the glossary starts wait, um, somewhere around 350. I'm just going to call it that. So if you want to actually call it with the glossary, there's 379 pages. But that also goes about the author. And it says here she's a pharmacist who had a passion for healthcare at an early age inspired by a mother. After being diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, in 2009, Dr. Wentz was surprised at the lack of knowledge about lifestyle interventions for Hashimoto's and autoimmune disease conditions. Um, so it's a good book. Like I said, I only made it to page 174, and this book absolutely changed my life. So um, the main thing that I took out of this book was that we have a fungus, I think fungus is the right word, maybe it's bacteria, pick your word, that grows in our gut called candida. And when we get it over, it's a yeast actually, now I'm thinking about it, sorry. I thought I was prepared for this, but maybe not. And I don't edit, you get the real raw, authentic Betsy. If I screw up, if I swear, if I stumble on my words, that's what you get. Um, so essentially what I learned was that I needed to up my selenium, which is just, for me at that point in my life, was a matter of going to the Whole Foods, that's about a 45-minute drive from here, and getting a substantially well-known supplement with selenium. Um, I just figured it was a little bit better than going to the Walmart. Um, nothing wrong with Walmart supplements, if that's what you can get. Um, they're just... They aren't really what I would consider to be something I would want to do if I'm going to invest in my health. But that's me. Again, these are all my opinions and what works for me. So, um, again, I only made it to page 172 so or 174. Selenium was one thing I learned. I learned that I needed to watch my iodine and... I needed to somehow fight this candida, right? I wasn't sure how I was going to fight candida at this point. I just knew I needed to. Um, at this point, I didn't know much. I 
hadn't been on a probiotic. I hadn't been on a multivitamin, nothing. I was literally probably eating a crap ton of sugar, drinking mediocre amounts of alcohol, and just feeding my gut full of gunk, garb, nothing, empty calories, just blowing up. My inflammation was through the roof. Um, I have created an official Facebook page, or yes, an official Facebook page and an Instagram page. So if you actually go back and scroll back, um, so it's Beth's Way of Life. And if you scroll back, you can see, sorry about that, that's my water alarm, 5.01 on Sunday. I need to drink my water so I don't forget. Um, it's definitely one of those things you want to make sure you're doing if you're trying to get healthy. Um, so like now I'm going to lose track, right? So no medication. I was just filling my, okay, I'm not sure what happened, but I accidentally clicked on something. So sorry about that. So I'm filling myself full of junk, um, donuts and cookies and, potato chips and Swedish fish and all sorts of things. So if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you would see the changes, right? You're going to see all of the gunk. You're going to see me laughing about eating Swedish fish and thinking that it's the greatest thing ever um, when it really wasn't. And I was just adding to my poor gut health that I didn't realize was poor gut health at the time. Um, And now that it's four and a half years later, the more, you know, right? So um, it's just, it's been really interesting for me to to go through and learn and continue to learn. So it all started, like I said, with this book, um, the Hashimoto's Thyroiditis, The Root Cause, and um, where to start, right? So you always want to start with your levels. In my experience, you can have your levels be showing okay, and you feel like crap. Um, in my experience, that's what actually led me to an endocrinologist because my TSH numbers were perfect and I was not perfect. Uh, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, the first two, I gained 50 pounds in a matter of a year. I broke out in hives all the time and I just, I had a ton of stuff that was just wrong. And when I told my G, um, my GP, he actually said to me, oh, you're just one of those people that blames everything on your thyroid. The more I know now, that's not the case, right? So the more I know, the more people that I know that keep getting diagnosed with Hashimoto's, the more I was normal, um, normal in air quotes to the point where I was a normal Hashimoto's person, not living a life and no one telling me at that point that I should give up gluten. No one told me at that point I should give up soy. I should limit my sugars. I should eat uh, animal products, natural ones or organic, I should say. Uh, no one told me that I should stick to just veggies and fruits. I, and I shouldn't say no one told me, right? Because I didn't ask those questions either. I accepted the The doctor put me on a medication and said, here you go. This is what you're doing. I accepted that I was going to be on medication for the rest of my life. This was November 2015. Um, At that point, I had also had to recheck my ultrasound with a biopsy because those nodules were just over a smidgy bit over what the size needed to be. And my doctor had said, oh, yeah, we don't. 
we weren't able to give you a conclusive diagnosis of what was going on with your nodules, so we recommend removing your thyroid so we can test the nodules. Holy smokes, four and a half years ago, so I was 33, I didn't want to lose my thyroid. I hadn't done enough research. I didn't know what that meant, but I did know that it meant medication for the rest of my life. It did mean I was most likely going to be miserable or at least be dealing with the feeling of being miserable for the rest of my life. Um, I remember at the time, Sean was the only one that knew about it. And we had specifically planned a dinner with my parents so that way we could tell them face to face, hey, just so you know, I may have thyroid cancer. We'd already been doing enough research. So we knew um, that from what Sean Googled, because I'm not a Googler, um, was that the thyroid cancer doesn't really leave your lymph nodes. It stays where it's supposed to be. I don't know. Again, not a doctor. Didn't do my own research. This is all what Sean came up with. I just knew for me, removing my thyroid at 33 years old didn't make sense. I didn't have enough knowledge, history, nothing to get through it. So I said, mm, you're going to need to give me some time. Well, the doctor gave me time in air quotes and said, here, go get a second opinion. So I went to an ENT because I guess that's who you go to when you need to get your thyroid removed. Not even sure why I ended up with him. So he looked at my ultrasound and he said, mm, I'm going to give it another year. Let's see what happens. So at this point, I'm on armor thyroid. I don't remember my milligrams, but I was told that there was a possibility that with the armor thyroid that the nodules would shrink. Okay, great. So now I'm starting to get some pieces to the puzzle, right? If if I start taking some sorts of probiotic, if I start taking a multivitamin, if I start feeding myself with natural foods rather than junk foods that I know and love, um, maybe, just maybe, I won't need to have my thyroid removed. Okay, great. So then I go forward and lo and behold, it wasn't long and one of my friends had posted some probiotics that they had been taking that actually tackled this word I'd never heard of until November of 2015. The, the probiotics that she was talking about actually went after candida. And not only did it go in and kill this bacteria, but it also replenished with good gut flora. Okay, great, right? So this is a month later. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go take these new probiotics and I'm going to feel amazing and it's going to be life-changing. And yeah, so that was December 2015. She told me the cost of the probiotics. At that point in my life, money was tight. I mean, I'm going to talk about it later, I'm sure, down the road, a podcast where to this day I can tell you that in February or March of 2016, I had 42 cents in my bank account. I made sure my mortgage was paid. I made sure my bills were paid, like our car payments, so we didn't have our cars repoed. How the heck was I going to come up with extra money for probiotics? And why? I mean, at this point, I'm medicated for my thyroid medication. So I don't really see a need to go and spend extra money. At this point, I had no concept of my health was an investment. I just looked at it as, nope, I have 42 cents to my name. I can't do this. 
Nowhere in my life did I go, okay, what you think about, you bring about at this point, right? That wasn't even a trigger in my brain to even know that I could change that 42 cents into something. I didn't know anything other than I don't want this medication or I don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. I don't want to lose my thyroid, but I had no plan, not a single plan, no idea what I was going to do except I read this book, which obviously I read the book till page 174 and stopped reading it. So that wasn't even a good plan or maybe it was maybe at the point, right? Everything happens for a reason. Maybe I wasn't supposed to read the rest of this book, but you know what I'm going to do after today? I'm going to go put it in my to read pile and finish it. And since my read pile, I have them in alphabetical order. So once I finish the book I'm reading right now, Tales from the Open Road, I'm going to add it and I'm going to finish it. And who knows, by the time I finish it, maybe I'll come up with a new podcast for you guys. Um, right. So tax return 2016. I made it happen. I invested $30 or whatever it was to get my probiotics. I don't know. I must have figured it out before then because I had them in January 2016. So yeah, January 2016. So I used my bone, my Christmas bonus. That's what it was. And my $50 Santa money. And it's Santa money because Santa still gives me $50 at Christmas. So thankfully Santa still comes around. Um, so I bought my $30 probiotics. It felt fabulous. I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast where I felt so good. I was energized. I woke up. I went for a run in the snow, four mile run in the snow. Well, at that point it was a run walk, you know, and I always used to say I'm a runner, but now that I really am a runner, I don't consider the run walks that I did from 2013 until 2020 running. Yes, there were parts where I was running, but I wasn't a runner. I was a run walker. That's my own personal opinion. I'm Whatever works for you, whatever gets you out there, you're moving, right? You're lapping everyone on the couch. That's the way I look at it. It's just now that I look back, I go, I could have ran all those miles and I didn't. Again, that's another podcast, different day, different time. So I started taking these probiotics and I started feeling better. And then I made a little bit extra money and came up with a way to, I think that's when the 42 cents thing came through. So then I got my tax return. I'm like, okay, I need a multivitamin. I need to take my health to the next level. Which all worked out honky-dory. I was a happy camper. And then I had my first medication decrease in the spring of 2016. So my hopes got up, right? I'm like, woohoo, I'm going to get off medication. This is easy peasy. Looking back, I was just having a medication decrease because my meds had leveled out. My body had adjusted to them. But at that point, I was so ecstatic that I was going to be medication-free. It didn't drive me, though. It certainly didn't drive me. And at this point, I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to wake up um, early in the morning, starting to go for run walks. And starting to be awake a little bit longer than the normal 12 hours. It was all good. Things were great. Um, the year came up where I went back to the doctor, August 2016. She felt my thyroid and she said, mm, you're going to need an ultrasound. Went back. My nodules had shrunk, which again, I was on the armor. And she had told me that things right like that might happen. 
Um, and then I had to go back to the ENT and get the, the second opinion, second opinion, right? And he was like, Val, I don't see a good reason for you to have to remove your thyroid. Woohoo! I was so excited. Um, at this point, I should have been on the probiotics for nine months, and I wasn't. I was touch and go because some months I could afford the probiotics and some months I couldn't. Um, because, again, the probiotics at that point in my life were not an investment. They were an add-on. And it's interesting to me, and maybe at some point I'll talk about this too, I've, or at the time, I had a beagle, and that beagle, his name was Norm. He died last year, so he died at almost 18 years old. If he was sick, he went to the vet. And there was a point in my time where I was fighting everything, and I'm like, if this was Norm, I would keep digging. Norm would be worth it, so why am I not worth it? I, I don't know what the answer is to old Betsy in 2016, New Betsy absolutely knows that I'm worth it and doesn't give up and fires doctors all the time. But 2016 Betsy was, okay, whatever the doctor wants is what the doctor gets. With the exception of removing my thyroid. Obviously, at that point, I knew that I shouldn't remove my thyroid. So I didn't. Um, so back to this book. So Hashimoto's root cause, it led me to eating the sugars, um, the leaky gut, and um, foods to certainly avoid, foods to stick around. I think broccoli was on here. I don't remember if broccoli was a, a good thing or a bad thing. But actually, as I'm skipping through right here, it says vitamin D deficiency, which I haven't read this book, the whole thing ever, and I haven't read the other parts of it in four years. But it's interesting that I skipped to a page that's a vitamin D deficiency because I just learned that my vitamin D was a 28 and it should be in the 80s. So I'm actually taking a crap ton of um, vitamin D right now trying to get it back up in the 80s. Which what I've been told is vitamin D is supposed to help with my focus and it's also supposed to help with gastrointestinal issues and... I don't remember what the other thing is, but I live in the Midwest, so vitamin D outside, yes, it can happen, but it's not quite the same. You have to be outside a lot. And actually, during this coronavirus, I've been able to be outside a lot more because I'm utilizing my commute for work to be outside, both in the morning and at night. I'm walking a crap ton um, just because I'm in a lot healthier of a place than I used to be. So as I'm sitting here talking about about this book. I think I'm going to have to reread it actually because now I have a lot more knowledge than I had before. So um, again, the book is called The Root Cause and it's by Isabella Wentz. And that's just a little bit about my background and my first year of being diagnosed. So my numbers were bad. My nodules in my thyroid were large. The ultrasound came back. The biopsies came back inconclusive. They said, take your thyroid out. And I said, mm, don't think so. Um, it's really last summer, 2019, when my dad got sick that I really took over and said, enough is enough. I don't want to be unhealthy the rest of my life. And I've really changed my mindset. Like I said, I used to not have the mindset of what you think about, you bring about. And now I do. And 
the more I'm listening to things, the more I'm seeing that. So I've been filling my cup lately with a podcast called The Mindset Mentor, I believe his name is. Let me just see if that's really the case. Yes, The Mindset Mentor. And it's Rob Dial. Um, I follow him on Instagram now too. So I've been really filling my cup with positivity and how to change things. Um, Because the cortisol levels or what your stress levels um, can actually make your thyroid go out of whack too. So anytime I was overthinking my thyroid or stressing out about like random things, I was making myself sicker. Not intentionally and not sicker like I needed to go throw up. Sicker and to the point where my body just kept hurting itself because of um, the thyroid condition Hashimoto's. And it's just, it's been crazy to me um, where life goes and how it's all connected. And for me, it's all come back to this Hashimoto's baloney. Um, But Hashimoto's has also been a blessing in disguise. Because of the Hashimoto's, I've been able to learn a crap ton about myself and really push forward and help others. Um... I'm trying to find um, a Hashimoto's post that I saw well before I was diagnosed. I can't find it. Um, let's see. It's not here. I'll have to find it next time for my when I jump in here. I like to text myself. Um, from my phone to my phone. So that way, if I am out and something pops into my head and I need to learn about it, oh, instead of going to the notepad, I just send myself a text and then there, poof, it is, right? Um, The problem is, is the one I'm looking for in particular must be on my work phone. And I can't find it. Um, Let's see. So again, The whole point in this podcast and me rambling was reading the root cause for Hashimoto's and getting to the bottom of it and learning what works for me. So at this point, I'm taking a crap ton of supplements, but that's also because um, I know they help me and I know my health is an investment. My health wasn't an investment in 2016, but it is now. Um, Now I'm feeding myself with good nutrients it's funny, like I said, so I listened to this podcast, The Mindset Mentor, and he said the other day, you can drive a Ferrari, like that's your body, right? Your your body is the Ferrari, but if you're putting in subpar fuel, it's not going to go as good as if you put in the racing fuel, or not the racing fuel, but you know, the superb stuff. Uh, so think about that when you're eating, right? Especially if you're fighting Hashimoto's. From what I've learned is you should be avoiding gluten, sugar, and alcohol, and soy, right? So if you were to be driving your Ferrari and you put those four things in, those four things are considered basically the lowest grade fuel possible. And you're not going to get near as much oomph out of it as you would if you were putting in the um, organic greens and the berries and the egg whites and the oatmeal and vitamin D enriched foods like salmon and trout and 
it's just, it's amazing to me what I've learned. And I need to just, I need to share it because I know for me, when I was researching, there was just so much knowledge out there and I would rather learn from somebody. And actually I did learn from somebody and I'm going to have her on here sometime. Her name's Allison. And I just absolutely adore her. Never even met her in person. Um, but she shared that she became medication free and she journaled everything that she did and how she did it. And she's sharing it with the world. And we actually, she has a thyroid group on Facebook and she shares in there all the time. And we're, I help her because she knows the fight that I've had, but I didn't have this fight for me to just keep it in my brain and not share it. So I'm sharing my fight with Hashimoto's hypothyroid with you and what's worked for me to get um, over the hump, right? So the more I'm learning, the more I'm utilizing everything I'm learning, I'm noticing that a lot of my stuff stems back to just the way I react to things. So when I stress about things, that's not helping. If I overthink things, that doesn't help. But if I can get a clear head, think things through, it's a lot better. Um, it's interesting because, you know, if we hear that someone wants to talk to us, like if it's a text that says, hey, yeah, I need you to call me. We need to talk, right? Where's the first thing your brain goes to? Oh, shit, what did I do? What does this person need? Oh, my God, am I going to be able to help them? So reading a book, I learned that that's the shitty first draft, right? And that's where our brains go because we're, we're I'm saying it in air quotes, I used to be really negative, so I was guilty of it. And I just assumed that's how everybody was. But the more I'm learning to be positive, the more I'm realizing that shitty first response doesn't need to exist. And actually, that shitty first response makes my cortisol levels go up. What happens then? My thyroid goes out of whack. What happens then? The rest of my body's out of whack. It's just, it's a trickle-down effect. And that's why now, when I go to bed, I journal about what happened throughout the day. And... I take my probiotics right before bed. I drink some big water, like cups of water, take three big breaths, and I turn on the sound machine so I can listen to waves going to sleep because it brings me back to my favorite place, Lanikai, Hawaii. And I go to sleep thinking happy thoughts. I wake up going, okay, how am I going to fill my cup today? And I, I fill my cup the same way every day. Um, I have this really, what I think is a stellar morning routine, but it actually just got better because again, I'm listening to this great mindset mentor podcast and I learned about savers. And so savers is silence in the morning, 15 minutes of silence, let your brain wander, see what comes in, see what goes out and just enjoy it. It's not meditating. It's just silence. The A is for affirmations. Sitting there repeating to yourself, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'm worth it, I'm worth it, I'm worth it. I am a superb, and then pick your word, right? So for me, I'm a new wife, I'm a superb wife. I am a fabulous fur mama. Things that are going to fill my cup, okay? So S is silent, or silence, A is affirmations. V is visualization. So visualize whatever it is that you can, like, that you want. So if you want this fun-filled life, start visualizing. What does fun-filled life mean to you, right? For me, fun-filled life means I'm going to be traveling in an RV, telling my story, and getting it out there, and giving hope to other people. 
and paying back to animal shelters. I have like animal shelters to me are just, they're where my money should go. And that's what the plan is. It's, it's always been, um, at one point I wanted to own my own animal shelter and call it Norm's shelter. Cause Norm was awesome. He was the best dog ever. Um, okay. So we have silence. We have affirmations. We have visualization. So savers. And then E is exercise. Exercise looks different for everybody. For me right now, my morning routine exercise looks like walking a mile and a half at a speed that's comfortable for me. It could be a 15-minute walk for all I care. It's just exercise. And exercise is great for your thyroid because you're doing what your body needs to do to survive and have happy thoughts while you're out walking or while you're out. Not even out. You don't even need to leave your house. I also do staircases from my basement to my second floor now. And it's Corona time. A lot of gyms are closed. So you can get really creative with how you spend your time right now. So we have S was for silence, A for affirmations, V for visualization, E for exercise, R is for reading. Read stuff that's going to help you. So, I mean, like I said, I started with this Hashimoto's Root Cause book. It helped me. But it I obviously need to go back and reread it because now that I have all this education, I'm sure there's stuff I can learn from it even more. And then the final S is for scribe. Um, but I think that's because whoever really created this acronym couldn't put a J there. So it's journaling. I started journaling at the end of, or I'm sorry, at the beginning of March. And when I first started journaling, it was a synopsis or a, whatever the right word is, of what the day had brought me. And I've since learned that I start the day with gratitude. Have an attitude of gratitude. Again, this is all going back to I'm trying to relieve the stress. If you can, if we can relieve your stress, then we could help your thyroid start to work the way it's supposed to because your cortisol levels are going to go down. So attitude of gratitude just pick something to be grateful for, right? And then along with being grateful, also think about what makes you happy. And these are the things you want to write in your journal. So for me, when I'm writing in my journal, what makes me happy is my husband and my best friends and running and walking and cuddling with my Charlie. He is my 12 or 11-year-old dachshund. Strength training and just helping people. So here I am, Sunday afternoon. I'm filling my cup with things I like to do. I'm paying it forward. I went through these clouds and they were dark clouds, especially when I talked to you about my debt journey, Um, which is obviously the debt was part of my stress, which is probably why my thyroid got out of whack. But I went through these dark clouds to share with you, somebody else that's out there that has similar dark clouds. So I'm going to start paying it forward and go through my struggles little by little to share and give you hope. So maybe that's a simple thing for you to start doing is picking one of those letters in the acronym to start your morning routine or end your day with. I mean, I heard it as a morning routine, but fit it in where you can. At the end of the day, you just need to be able to know that if you're stressed out, especially right now with the coronavirus, that 
that stress isn't helping. And right now, if you're listening to this and you are fighting Hashimoto's and you're worried about COVID-19, that worry and that stress isn't going to help. You're already like simmered, like autoimmune disease, right? I tell people all the time, like I'm in that category. I technically, you know, have a lower immune system, but I don't act like it. And I know that I'm the healthiest I've ever been. So I went into this very positive and it's just going to get better. And I'm just going to keep sharing it with other people so they can keep going and share it with other people. So that's all I have for you today. I just want to thank you for listening to me and getting the word out there about Hashimoto's and help you de-stress a little as we go forward with this COVID-19, Corona, whatever you want to call it, you know, basically our own quarantine. This is the time for us to change and fight things. So if you're listening, let's fight Hashimoto's together. Have a great day.